0: thanks very much for downloading this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. There's only this one and next week's to go before we take a short break. Hopefully we'll be back in June and July. If we can afford to do more of them, you can help out a little bit with that either by going to gofasterstripe.com badges, making a one-off or monthly donation. That would be a fantastic help. You could go to gofasterstripe.com and buy any of my DVDs. Uh, we're all going to die is available on DVD for £15, or you can just download the show with only a couple of the extras rather than the full package of extras for £5 at gofastestripe.com. I'm also on tour. Go to richardherring.com and uh, click on my face and you'll be able to find out if I'm coming near to you. Also, if you like eBay, look me up. I'm herring1967 and I'm selling lots of uh, Lee and Herring and Time Gentlemen Please I'm Richard Herring. Memorabilia, all of that money made from that will go towards funding future internet projects. But without any further ado, let us listen to this week's Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre, as it is now called. (laughs) Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Will you please welcome the host of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, it is Richard Herring! (laughs) Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome to Richard Herring's Death to Square Theatre podcast, or as some of the cool kids have started calling it, Rahul uh, Lester Pat. There's the cool kids, and some of the uncool kids still doing it in the old way. Uh, I don't know, if, I was talking about the YouGov uh, uh, survey over the last uh, couple of weeks, I don't know if I mentioned this uh, last week, but I did notice uh, that uh, my fans on there are the most left-wing of any fans. They're slightly to the left of Stuart Lee fans. They're more, more left-wing than They're more left-wing than Karl Marx fans. That is... Which is pretty incredible. So we may, if I can get the internet working, we may talk a little bit about uh, that. I was... Yesterday I was uh, on uh, Sunday brunch. Uh, the I don't know if anyone watches that show. Uh, it didn't work out too well for me. I was a bit tired. I've not been very well this week. I was a bit tired. And it is kind of slightly surreal experience they were kind of the start It's Tim Lovejoy and Simon Rimmer but he got teased at school because uh, because <laughs> he has the same name as that bloke from off with Red Dwarf so uh, it's uh, <laughs> sure I did that joke in the last series uh, but no one listens back uh, so, uh, uh and you know they kind of they cover quite a lot in the three hours so in the opening bit they kind of they're gonna Jason Manford was on and Ollie Merce was on and uh, uh Catherine Jenkins the singer uh was on and then there was a woman uh, who was going to show them how to make shoes? <laughs> Seems an odds, <laughs> but just as they cut to her, she was making some shoes. And Jason Manford said, "Do we need to see a making shoe?" They could just. We don't need to see it illustrated. A woman who was uh, making marmalade. Uh, but my favourite bit was uh, at the end, after it was all over. Ollie Murs, he's a singer from off of uh, the X Factor, I believe. He's uh, the new Robbie Williams because we need a second one of those. And. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Jenkins, he said to her, oh, well, it was lovely to meet you. And Catherine Jenkins said, you've met me loads of times. And he said, he said uh, have I? He said, yeah, we went out for an evening with a, a group of friends. We had a whole night together. And Ollie Murs had forgotten. I turned to Jason Manfred, he said, you know, if I'd said which one of those two people wasn't gonna remember meeting the other one, it would definitely have been the other way around. For me so uh, anyway look we'll crack straight on because we've got uh two fantastic podcasts i'm a bit annoyed i've just i didn't know till i got out here that i've been given the shit chair i know I've, I've, my both my guests have been given this uh fantastic chair that seems very unfair to me uh but anyway let's uh let's crack on uh we will i've got two guests they're both coming on uh the uh they'll come on together the uh First one is probably best known as uh, the Medic from Time Gentlemen Please, Charlie the Medic. Uh, He also played Ian Snell, of course, in Excavating Rita. That's uh, Trevor Locke. And also from the Ragu advert is Paul Putner. Will you please welcome Trevor Locke and Paul Putner. They've come on from the the middle, there they go. Please sit down, make yourselves at home. Pick up the mic, That, that, that mic you're sitting on. Paul Putner just sat on his mic. I did that earlier. It was, quite, it was quite a pleasant experience to sit, to sit on you your like, How are you, fellas? Yeah, very well, thank you. It's very, you're both uh, bearded men, I noticed. We are bearded men. That's yeah. right. What's the... Uh, You've got the part of the Captain Bird's eye moving on from Raccoon? No.
1: no, I'm just... Because um, I, I was saying earlier that I gather it's really trendy to have a thick beard at the moment. And I just have it because I'm a middle-aged man. And it hides a multitude of chins, as I say. That's not trendy. And I'm not doing it for any charity either. So there. I'm doing it for me. You could shave
0: it off for charity, I believe Stuart Lee has a routine about that. So, uh, and. Uh, Paul, uh, sorry, Trevor, that's right, Paul I'm, I'm, Trevor, it's been yeah, a while Paul, since I've seen point, you, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. it's the beard, so yeah, we, we, we by the we, way. We yeah. haven't seen each other since 1999, when that's we, true, when yeah. we last did <laughs> this one yeah. in Rich Notchie, you played the, uh, the small-faced boy, I believe, on... <laughs> is that correct? Yes. No, Trevor, you're not allowed to speak, we can't pay you to speak. <laughs> You are allowed to be. Well, You'd probably be better if you do uh, speak. You don't seem to have aged at all in the last 15, 16 years. Yeah. I'm not saying, Paul. That you have age. <laughs> it's hard to determine you when you're not haven't got an orange head on. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to tell how old the well, is. My the skin was. has basically turned orange <laughs> since then. What is the secret of uh, this eternal youth that you that you have?
2: Well, I, I drank a magic potion uh, in the Amazon jungle in yeah. uh, in 1999. In fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and ever since then uh, life has, has stood still.
0: Like Big John, Little John. Yeah. Before your time, we did discuss that I think, got a previous. <laughs> I think that's another, that's another p- pointless uh, reminiscence from the 1970s, which has been a, a running theme throughout this series. Uh, so, look, we all first met. We, the way we all got, Well, you and I had met a little bit a year before, but we were in the play Excavating Rita. Yeah, know, we was, met during that play, didn't we? That yeah. is how we actually got. Which was 1997. I think it was 1997. It was, yeah. it was the yeah. summer
2: of 1997. It was June, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Battersea. when it was. Again. It was yeah. Battersea. Yeah. In Battersea, we did Battersea start, and start and
0: start, yeah, and yeah. then we went to Edinburgh and did it. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I only lost £10,000 on that play, so I, yeah. was quite, I was quite. Now, in retrospect, I'm quite happy with that. That was quite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I then wrote two episodes of Time General Police based on that play and made the money back. So that, is, uh, <laughs> that right. was a result. Uh, We're hopefully, recycling. Hopefully, there'll be a Rasputin uh, version <laughs> of Time General Police <laughs> Re- remixed. Uh, do you remember much about uh, excavating Rita? When we talked about it backstage, Trevor looked like he'd forgotten he was in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I do remember. I remember the smell of the dressing room, actually. Oh, I did, like, you? yeah, because I went near that dressing room the, this summer and it smelled completely different. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The one in Batsy? No, the one, the one, one, the one in, in, the, in, in the Pleasance up in Edinburgh. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really fetid and uh, it was quite nice, actually. It was a really nice yeah. smell. But it's gone, that smell.
0: Can't remember, we, oh, we were in the uh, Pleasance, uh, out the one when they were upstairs. I, well, I, look, someone's just put their hand around to close the... To look at that. The well, hey. right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I remember um, probably your arse. Yeah. Because <laughs> Richard to his character, had to strip off uh, in this kind of drunken breakdown. Yeah, uh, the, whoever wrote it
0: made me do yeah. that. That, was, that wasn't, my, that wasn't a, my doing. And, of course, you're
1: in these quite small venues. <laughs> You've got someone going, get your clothes off and, <laughs> and you're stood right next to them and then you just sort of there, just watching. Yeah. In detail. Yeah,
0: the, yeah. still <laughs> bringing back any memories? <laughs> yes. Still, that my, my arse is like your face, yeah. uh, Trevor. You know, that sounds rude. That sounds ruder. No, I meant it, in that it hasn't aged. Oh, okay. I thought you meant it's really hairy <laughs> and a little bit too small. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the actual anus is too small for the buttocks yeah. that's the it's a size 4 anus on a size 10 buttock but I, when i did <laughs> wow yeah. when i did little britain live um oh yeah uh less, we can talk <laughs> about your less experience, this yeah. stuff,
1: <laughs> um, i had to sit very close in the wings to watch david Walliams strip off in a similar yeah. thing um, yeah, yeah. He
0: got, all his, he got all his ideas from me. He's yes. got a very big uh, bottom to,
2: for the size of his anus, though, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Big anus. Big anus. Massive that arsenal. Was... But, uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh...
1: Hang on, there was another seventy
0: show. <laughs> there? <laughs> there is actually another weird link-up with Excavating Rita and Fist of Fun, anyway, and was, um, slightly am slightly we shot Julian, that we all got together again to do a read-through in a theatre and the possibility a few years later that it might yeah. become... Uh, an actual play in the West End, and Julia Sawala uh, was cast as uh, one of the parts. Ooh. Which, you know, I, she she got the part for some some reason. Like, it just she ended up getting cast somehow in that. And we, and, uh, in this fun, I had had the Julia Sawala shrine yeah. dedicated to, to her. And then after that, we got on quite well in the rehearsals, and we started going out with each other. Oh, that was quite but weird. You, you,
1: you failed to mention
0: how. She learned. Oh, yeah, dude, this is, yeah, this is, it was, there's was quite an awkward moment within it all. Which, thanks so to we're all obviously. sitting,
1: we've just done this uh, read through in the West End, so we're up in a pub in St. Martin's Lane, and um, it's all the beer was flowing, and I turned to Julia and I went, ha, ha, So, what did you make of the old Sawala shrine? <laughs> and she went, What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the bit where he was, mad big crazed <laughs> lusting over you every week on this show that lots of people watched and um you 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 you, you actually didn't see that you don't know what i'm talking about and then um yeah. she kind of went off she a, stormed out and with I the thought, hump
0: yeah she had the hump and stormed out so i thought you'd blown it i was really embarrassed because she i couldn't believe she hadn't no Why? one had brought no one had brought it up for the for the week for the two days we were rehearsing and then, and then she, I thought you then must have mentioned it yeah. to her when it why would called. you storm
2: out why is that unpleasant well, just to know that someone that is attracted she to you once made a shrine about you she thought we were this, it was weird and, 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 and did the line my favourite woman is the head of Julia Sawala <laughs> and the body of Julia Sawala then why don't you just say the whole of Julia Sawala <laughs> I didn't say anything about them being joined
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah she did, she didn't have a great, she didn't have a great sense of humour so she didn't like people. She thought we were laughing at her. Of course, when she found yeah. her, but she didn't have a great sense of humour because I also told her that joke and she found that quite flattering. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't understand that. It should have been a sign that it wasn't gonna work out, but we, uh, we gave it a good crack. The, the, far, there,
1: there was another weird thing that happened that afternoon was that we finished this read-through and as we were all walking up to the pub, I went, oh, Richard, hang on a minute. Uh, I think we left some scripts. Are we all going back for some reason? He went, oh, no, uh, look, I'll get a pint in for you. Could you run back to the theatre and pick up these scripts? So I went back down. And as I was going down, I saw John Hurt spinning round in this long leather coat in the middle of the road. (laughs) And I thought, what the bloody hell's going on? and as I got near I noticed it was people taking photographs and he was doing a production of Crack's Last Tape at the Ambassador's Theatre where we were doing our table read anyway so I walked past and I went oh, distracted went into this theatre it's a bit dark down here just come down these steps right, here we go oh, the stage it was pitch black suddenly the lights went ding who are you? I was on the set of The Mousetrap.
3: <laughs> which is
1: the theatre right next door to The Ambassadors. And it just goes to show you, if you've got enough confidence, you can walk onto the stage of any West
0: End theatre. And the play was going on. In the yes. I did it. it I did me. it. It was The Curious Orange did yeah. it. Oh, true story. Never saw that <laughs> coming. It was a very, it was a very weird, uh, very, very strange week that week. Yes, I was. That was also the week. I think I've talked about this before, but a brief, where I had a recurring, I had one of those dreams that you can control. What's the a, a lucid, lucid dream? But then it got out of control, and then it turned into one of those dreams where I kept on waking up. And then, and then you know, was was still in the dream, and so I kept waking up and then looking around the back, the room and it all. And then I'd see a little joystick burning. And go, well, that couldn't be. Then then I'd wake up again, and it went on. I thought I'd died because I couldn't wake up, <laughs> and I thought I can only escape. The alarm's going right. to go off, and unless the alarm wakes me up, I'm never going to wake up.
1: From like this. that episode of Hammer House of Horror, yeah, yeah. Rude Awakenings okay. of Denham Elliot, yes, yeah, so which we all like re- that, remember, don't we?
0: I imagine it was very like that, and so I was, that was very weird, and then we went to do this rehearsal, and then I started going out with Julia Swala, and I thought, hold Because sometimes the dream went I sometimes the dream And I'm still slightly worried that I might just, this might be just a very, very long part. And I just felt like, wait, well actually, that'd be quite, that'd be quite cool to just yeah. suddenly wake up back in 1999 again. Um, that, got well, actually, come on, <laughs> please, please let me wake up and let me have another go at those last 15 years. It can't possibly have gone worse. Then it's gone. So, um, do you remember the ragu advert you were in? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, it wasn't ragu. Oh, what it was, was it? It was dolmio. Oh, no,
0: uh... uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit classier, I'll
0: give you
3: that. Yeah.
1: Yes, I, I do remember it because we had to film it uh, in Tuscany and it was me, this Greek guy, and this woman who was Spanish, all pretending to be Italian <laughs> in front of an Italian film crew, which was quite embarrassing. So, yeah. <laughs> Before the kick-off Mama liked to make a tasty pasta sauce. And,
0: yeah. Did all the Italian film crew eat uh, Dolmio sauce? Or do they, like, they all like ragu when that's, that's what they. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we got actually,
1: replaced by those bloody horrible eyed puppets <laughs> they have now.
0: Mm. and uh, you're well known for being in both of you actually were in uh, Time Gentleman Please. That was, that was my chosen you played Charlie the Medic yeah I remember which that which had, yeah. had quite a meta joke in it do you know do you remember it? Yeah, I do remember it. I, but do, I had quite it. a message out that I don't think anyone got that we placed you on Charlie's from Casualty and you That's delivered funny. all your lines looking over the shoulder like that. Like they've like from Charlie from Casualty. He yeah, 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 never yeah, looks yeah. he always sort of look never looks anyone in the face and you did that. And I don't know if anyone ever noticed
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> people did notice Didn't and they? thought that I was a very bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for years, I tried to suppress that episode, and, but, and yeah. yet
0: Charlie from Casualty is considered—you know—he's been working; he's still in Casualty. I saw him. Yeah, he's heard. got secrets; he knows stuff. I and, thought he yeah. would be dead by now. Charlie from Casualty. No, 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 he survived all the way through, and in a show called Casualty as well. That is, uh, <laughs> well, it's because yeah. he's always looking for danger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 and uh, so, but the reason that—I guess part of the reason you ended up in this morning, with Richard Judy, was because of that Edinburgh. When you're in excavated greta, because to save money and to pay you a bit of money, yeah, because yeah. we weren't really paying you, I don't think, to be in the play, uh, no. we we paid you ten pounds a day to come be in the stage, but in the Edinburgh version of this morning, Richard judy's Judy, yeah. that we and Stu were doing yeah. at lunchtime, mm-hmm. and you and you and Natalie both came across and were our new bar slaves. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that was uh, that was how that that role yeah. came about. Yeah, and you just kept us in for the real thing. Yeah, yeah. though we didn't make you dress up quite as much. You quite enjoyed dressing up, I think, and Natalie didn't enjoy dressing up as much, did she?
2: I loved it, I, and I still had the gold, the skin-tight gold suit that I, that I had to wear for being an Oscar, and I used to wear that in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, in fact, I my career as a stand-up comedian stalled um, because I wore it at a jongleurs in in Luton um, it was my first ever chance to do a showcase of the uh, Jonglers I don't know if you know what Jonglers is like it's, it's like live at the Apollo and I had a 10 minute spot and, uh, and I just had this costume fitted for me and I thought this looks amazing I'm gonna I'm gonna come out on stage and tell them I'm all from the future <laughs> and then just riff it from there <laughs> so i did <laughs> and yep yeah, it was pretty horrific yeah. and yeah. you still are
0: you still in touch with Natalie? You still
2: we we are we we meet up regularly <laughs> <sort of> once <laughs> once a week we yeah. have coffee sometimes at her sometimes at mine yeah uh, not, i've I have never seen her again no,
0: no. <laughs> i've bumped into her a couple of times i believe she's a, a teacher now in uh, Last time I saw her was in Bristol, I think, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw her in Edinburgh as well. She may have moved. Hello, Natalie, uh, if you're We'll try and get her involved in the extras for the uh, DVD, if we can uh, track her down. Everyone, Everyone asks me about her. She's yeah. so popular. It's, yeah, no, people
2: like, love. Probably once a month, someone asks me a question.
0: Yeah. They, they, a lot of people do. A lot of people ask me about the girl from the Fist of Fun titles, which I always find, you know, there's a little oh, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking. so what happened to the girl from the Fist yeah, of yeah, Fun yeah, titles? Yeah, 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 tweet like they yeah, go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to reply to you. I don't yeah. there's... Uh, I'm not going to help you track her down. <laughs> You know she's no longer a little girl. That is the only thing I feel uh, safe about. But uh, she got quite... She didn't... She kind of did... She, she was a glamorous woman and she enjoyed being a glamorous woman and she didn't enjoy some of the costumes we made her dress up in it, so because yeah, I was
2: the glamorous one, really. Yeah, you were. And, 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 uh, if
1: yeah. I remember rightly enough, if she doesn't mind me saying this, didn't her yeah. mum ring up
0: her mum rang me up one week uh, to say, <laughs> I think it was that when we had the uh, had you in full uh, is, Islamic dress, so she was in yeah. her, uh, <laughs> and she. But I think that week she actually sort of fainted during the rehearsal of it as well. But it was a little bit for effect of she wanted to she kind of wanted to be seen, so us covering her up in a uh, yashmak and all that stuff.
2: Well, I was Princess Layla, and she was. Uh she was a, a, a rob prowse wasn't she right dave prowse oh was the she man, the, darth, the green cross darth darth vader. vader? she was the darth vader but right. dressed as a country bumpkin oh, yeah. with massive sideburns yeah <laughs> so she wasn't happy and about i it. was a lovely beautiful and I think, lady and um,
0: one week i think a boy she was a man she was interested in uh, was coming along to the show <laughs> and that was the week she was dressed as a gem- genetically modified potato <laughs> <laughs> she, she was upset so yeah mum did ring up and asked to ask I was bike. so
1: tempted to get my dad to ring up the following go you
0: make my son look like this
1: horrible <laughs> citrus fruit thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so uh, I, I don't remember much about how this morning Rich Not Judy came back me it me, means you had done two Edinburgh so we did a version in 1994 I think uh, was the first time we did this morning Rich Not Judy which I probably talked to Stu about then we did this in 1997 in the cabaret bar and I think when we, did it, when we brought it back in 1997 I think it was with a view to maybe trying to do something with it on TV but it was very we, we really left it to the last minute because I've been writing a play I think we were both doing solo well she was doing a stand-up show certainly uh, and so I seem to remember coming to that show with no script Richard Thomas was on the piano uh, we kind of met up the day before and we made some stuff up it was kind the, of
1: pre badil and Skinner Unplanned well they it?
0: came to see that show oh. that year and then the next year we're in the same room doing what I thought was a very similar yeah. idea. <laughs> but uh, they, but they, they've managed to sell Bedeelan Skinner. going have managed to sell the in Skinner unplanned format, which is two blokes making stuff up all around the world and made millions of pounds over. Oh, they sold is, that as a format. Yeah, yeah it's quite impressive. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> very impressive behaviour. Uh, do, do you remember any? I mean, we made up the Trevor and Natalie song during that. During that, yeah, uh, that, that was an amazing. Movie. I don't know
2: how you managed to make that song up. Um, <laughs> it just, it just came out of you. It there was, was a it, thing yeah.
0: that uh, didn't make it through to the TV series, which was Trevor Locke's celebrity sock. Oh, a so, gossip <laughs> sock. Gossip
2: sock. Gossip <laughs> sock. Now I've so, managed to syndicate that. Um <laughs> Yeah, but I, personally, I don't have to do anything with it. Yes, yeah, it was a gossip sock. Yeah, it was a gossip sock. So circuit. we
0: did. I think we did the King of the Show, and we did. We the, did the King the of the journalist.
2: Show. Yeah. What yeah. was
1: that thing? You, they always used to bring on a tea trolley. Yeah. yeah, well so that, that's what, that's that stayed. Did. Yeah, that stayed, f- it? was a themed tea trolley. So it? they were
0: in the in the Edinburgh version. They were the slaves for whoever became the, whoever paid the most money for a ticket uh, became the kick of the show. We yeah. might talk to Stu about this later. Uh, but and then they would they were served. They were his serving wenches, and whoever gave the least money for the to, for a ticket because we auctioned the tickets. Uh, was the was that extra slave and had to go and buy the king something from the shops? So whatever yeah. they wanted, they had to yeah. go <laughs> and get. And sometimes they didn't come back, and sometimes they did come back. Yeah. But often they spent five p on a ticket, so we didn't feel too bad making them miss half the show. But it was more yeah. of an interview. It was like it was a bit like this. It was a sort of interview. Yeah. Where we got like guests, in, didn't we? So yeah, it was, you had that the, weird band who played the saw Faust. Yeah, Faust. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuart will, will want to talk about. Uh, that was yeah. that was one of his bookings, and we had um, we had the guy from um, oh, see, still, I don't even really embarrassed the guy from, and I like them now. Rich Rich Fulcher. No, uh, okay. the uh, she said there's something in the word shared. That guy. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, Hannon, yeah. D- Neil Hannan, Neil Divine, divine yeah. Comedy. Yeah. He was yeah the di- Divine Comedy guy. He was one of the guests, but I'd never seen him uh, really. I wasn't interested in music. And uh, when we were doing the um, the auction outside, he started bidding as a joke. And I, t- I took his bids, and then he was going, uh, uh, and then I got angry with him, and she went, that's our guest, don't <laughs> <it."> <laughs> So I didn't recognise Neil Hammond. so that was... I remember
1: I was actually a guest on it once, as Where? one of my comedy characters. And I turned up, and they said, uh, so, um, you know, what, what sort of intro do you want? I said, "But well, he's, a, he's a kind of hapless, useless comedian. And you say, here he comes, it's Frankie Tan, he's not very good. And then introduce me, and I'll come on and do my turn. And of course, I'm introduced as here he is. It's Paul Putner in a wig, pretending to be a silly man. (laughs) You know. And so I finished this routine, and I saw. And they wanted to we had to ask questions afterwards, and they would just call me Paul the whole time. You know. Here he is. It's Barry Humphreys dressed up as Dame Edna. Being a cine Australian woman
0: we were, we were pricks I have to say we were, we were a pair of pricks both of us um, and uh, so when it, somehow we got I mean I made this is the 1990s now I look I, I was here last night doing the uh comparing the new act competition for the Leicester Square and then all these fantastic 15 young comedians or new comedians all brilliant yeah. like all of them brilliant uh, it was very difficult to choose who to win And you think in the 1990s, just pretty much anyone who turned up in Edinburgh would probably get a radio or a TV show within four or five years. And we turned up to Edinburgh with no format, made something up as we went along and then got a TV series out. But that just sort of seems insane, even though the TV series was quite different uh, than that. Uh, so, I feel sorry for these and fanta- I mean, I'm scared of them because they're brilliant and much better than me and have lots of energy and ideas. But then also, there's so many of them that oh, the good ones are probably going to fall by the wayside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there'll be no way for them to get through, the really good yeah. ones. Uh, so, uh, so, somehow we got a TV series that mm-hmm. I think sort of started that year. I think that's right, I think. Oh, no, it was next year, wasn't the, it? The so, following spring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. following spring. Yeah, yeah. But, um,
1: but we used to um, do these kind of run through rehearsals at the Battersea Arts Centre. Remember that?
0: And I do for the first series, wasn't it? and then we did yeah. the, the riverside in the second series. I think. Yeah. And the
1: Curious Orange was just me in an orange leotard. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. With my head for a table. <laughs> then I had to sort of pull out and do a somersault, and loved oh
0: it. Well, it's quite. I've watched a couple of the episodes uh, just in preparation for this, and it's quite in the early episodes. It's quite interesting because you know the things that would go on, like the Curious Orange. I think in the second episode of the, the first series I watched, and the Curious Orange. Gets a sort of weird reaction because people don't understand what it is. And at the end, I say, You'll all be doing it in the playground uh, in yeah. a couple of weeks. Even those of you who aren't at school, you'll still be doing it. <laughs> you'll be going into the playground in order to do it. So uh, we, we mm. kind of, some things we stuck with, mm. like the Curious Orange, which didn't work. Yeah. There, was Gary, there was Gary Putner, which we, stuck, we didn't stick with, well, I tell which you what, didn't I, work. I,
1: this shows how thick I was at the time. I remember you telling me a, about a couple of weeks later. You went, "Yeah, I've been sort of, you know, I've been in this chat room, and sort of people aren't really going for the Curious Orange." And I said, "Well, where is this chat room? Where, <laughs> where is it that you talk to?" This? Is there a bar? <laughs> <laughs> and I genuinely just didn't have any idea of the internet. And
0: well, it was, what, early, it was very early days. Yeah, internet, so just, yeah. And then that, they said,
1: "Oh, they all like you this week."
0: <laughs> the following week.
1: So, oh, there you go.
0: <laughs> but we, knew I think we had a, we had confidence in some of the things because, like a lot, you know, things like I mean, even history and plenty. The first couple of weeks that goes out, people are just it's just silence yeah. from the audience. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is there? And then, <laughs> but then, but you know, as it goes on, it becomes sort of hysteria over everything. So, but we, there was, do you remember Gary Putner, which we did in the first week? Yeah. Because it was a lot. Li- was incredible about it is it nearly all live. So there was a few pre-recorded sketches, but we were doing everything live. And you were quite nervous about doing live stuff. I seem to remember. Well, I, uh,
1: I think you got it slightly wrong. Gary Partner was in the first series. Yeah. In the Ironic Review. He was this kind of gauche, kind of Gary Bushwall sort of character in those little sequences. And you said, We've written this thing we want to put in the second series. Oh, right. uh, Which is a monologue to camera. And we had to film this quite before we did the live recording. And I did, and it was always very quick, very quick. And I did it and it wasn't very good. <laughs> and I remember just being on a train coming back from Edinburgh talking to one of these comedians and his girlfriend said, yeah, I really enjoyed the second series, apart from this awful cockney bloke I had on halfway through. It was terrible. And I went, oh, really? Yeah, that was me.
0: Well, the idea, it was nice. I think, again, if we'd sat with it, in might. Because the idea was just basically Richard Littlejohn and Gary Bushel every yeah. week in the... Basically in the sun there, Colin be you couldn't make it up and then yeah. they would just say something and every week it would be Yeah yeah and so it was just like every every week you were gonna go, You're having a laugh, which then yeah. turned to be quite a successful yeah. catch race for someone else. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, and then slightly changed. So you're having a bath and things like yeah, that, yeah, wasn't there yeah, as well? But it was yeah, it was just confusing. Yeah, well it could have been Gary Putner da movie. <laughs> <laughs> might have happened,
1: but you know. It's interesting.
0: It's interesting the way the things we could have been, been in lame is now. <laughs> uh. And you were Thaddeus in uh, the Sunday hero sketch. Oh, yeah, that was my, that was my big part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So was. I enjoyed that. that was, I watched that one today. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was Jesus and the disciples as if they were children at school and you were the disciple who didn't have anything to do. Do you remember it? <laughs> and he's going, you know, you happy? Is everything all right? There's a brilliant line that they didn't get a laugh which is Stu as Jesus going, is everything all right at home with your mum and dad? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, Thank you. Were, you. were you doubting Thomas? Was that your...? Oh, I doubt that very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, they, I really... I, I particularly enjoyed doing those sketches.
0: They were, I thought they were great. They were fun, they were fun. It was, uh, but what's astonishing about even watching it back is just how any of it got onto television <laughs> at all. I mean, but certainly at like one o'clock in the afternoon, mm. it's just so rude and like... <laughs> and so sort of... Dis- well, I, you know, I remember. I remember
1: one of the complaints was, "I am a retired police officer." <laughs> <laughs> they always to start with something like that. And my daughter was watching this blasphemous sketch, and it mentioned homosexuality. Is this the sort of thing that the BBC are throwing at us? Not only that, there's this gaggle of imbeciles screaming and shouting—it <laughs> was just so funny. But then, didn't I? a Sunday school teacher wrote in and said, "I know you probably think I would be." Uh, complaining about this but i actually use these every week <laughs> <laughs> as part of my class and then we discuss it afterwards and he says they're perfect teaching tools.
0: <laughs> well, the, uh, with, as with all of uh, the religious stuff that both me and Stuart and me have done we very deeply researched everything and had mm. thoughts about everything so it was all about the kind of contradictions that got thrown up yeah. uh, with, within it. So, yeah. Now, there's a lot I mean, there's a lot packed into these shows. It's kind of, I'd forgotten really how many ideas there were mm. in there but a lot of them are just deeply weird and unsettling. Yeah. It's like when the Curious Orange... Or the curious a- no, the Curious Orange goes mad and goes to the audience like in Jaws. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which we'd obviously pre-recorded, but the, the episode ends with a woman sort of screaming about a child being killed by <laughs> yeah. the Curious Orange. Well, and that's was, the end, and it's just, we go, we made this, and that's the end of the... <laughs>
1: well, one I remember was when in the, in the last episode... Uh, of one of the series, is when I had to be... Um, <laughs> there was a vote, I think it must have been the first series, where um, you, the audience could decide whether, in the last episode, the curious orange would get crushed and turned into juice <laughs> while singing this kind of little sweet song. And they got in all these little stage scale ballerinas you know, of about three or four years old. And they said, oh, come in, do the rehearsal. Was, oh, no, all a bit scared. And they were genuinely scared of this horrible orange <laughs> thing with bananas for a hand. And, um, and then the, the director, uh, Gareth Karavik and uh, Charlie Hansen, sort of went, oh, going to come over here and meet him. And, kind be nice. And I was going, oh, hello, I'm the Curious Orange. Are you all going to do a little dance for me later on?
3: I go, yeah,
1: And then, of course, when we rehearsed it, and I get crushed, going... <laughs> They were all really scared and upset again. They <laughs> <So> we... <laughs>
3: won their confidence and then <laughs> killed their new friend. They just... <laughs> I
1: was just having sticky orange juice on my face. Wasps around it all afternoon. Anyway, sorry. <laughs>
0: And did people recognise you as The Curious Orange in the in the street, or did you? Um yeah, it's yeah. really weird. Well, it just be really hungover, people,
1: <laughs> sort of on a on a Monday or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I did did occasionally, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you went on to do uh, Talking Head uh, for Ty- the the advert that you claim is nothing to do with The Curious Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that. You genuinely believe that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we need, uh, Have you the, seen the adverts? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the adverts you're in? the Curious Orange, like, ties a yeah. The Curious, no, the ties are orange.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what was it you say? Is it see- <laughs> because it was on the bumpers for CD UK. <laughs> and you said, and here, it used to all get introduced at the beginning of the live recording. And here he is, Paul Butler, the only crimson head disembodied Creature yeah. who appears on a weekend in two separate <laughs> programmes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Nice, som-
0: nice. Nice. Someone made some money out of that. And have you seen oh. the? Uh, <laughs> have, have you seen the Annoying Orange? Yes. Have you seen that on? It's a YouTube thing. Yeah.
1: Especially my young nephew, when my mum and his grand said, "Oh, uh, um, you, your uncle Paul, he used to do a thing called the Curious Orange long before the Annoying Orange." Do you want to have a look on the YouTubes? It's boring. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. And he showed me about an hour of Annoying
0: Orange. Is it good? It's annoying. The Annoying Orange sued... The people who made the Annoying Orange sued someone else for doing something similar. Uh, That they sued, and I thought we were. Maybe we should sue the annoying orange people for doing something. (laughs) So it's quite, it's quite interesting that they. uh, I mean, I think it's entirely independent, but it's very, you know, it's a disembodied orange talking, but it's annoying rather than curious. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible two people have come up with that idea. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all possible. you never know. Uh, and uh, well, so what have you been doing uh, since I last saw you in 1999, Trevor? And uh, that, when we left the last episode of This Morning Rich Not Judy*, and I've never seen you since. Well, you know, I've
2: had uh, several successful businesses <laughs> and uh, a marriage, um, which was also successful, uh, right up until the end of it. Um, <laughs> um, it was a success. And quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, then I've had some delicious uh, meals.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: No, se- no se- and you're laughing, seriously. <laughs> seriously. I, they, they, I, I had something It's called a triple A uh, a couple of years ago. It's, it's a sandwich with three pieces of bread and avocado in it. And amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: spend a lot of time in South America now. Yeah. Uh, what attracts you uh, to South America? <laughs>
2: Well, it's the weather, really—the okay. weather and the culture, you know—and um, and, the, and the triplers. There's th- three pieces of bread. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've got—I'm—I'm so I'm in a movie out there. Do you know Are that? You? I, yeah. I'm, I'm Are about. you telling me you're big in Peru Is that no, what I'm, I'm, no, no, but it has been released. Has it? it has been released. That's good. Yeah. yeah. What's so, the movie about? It's about—I um, I play a gay Englishman on holiday with his wife uh, in <laughs> Peru in the 1960s. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's sit in a beach house and uh, there's a magic tree, and if you touch the tree, you go all hairy. <laughs> <laughs> it started out, when we, when we were filming it, it was a comedy, <laughs> okay? It, it, it was released as a mystery, <laughs> it's true. It's a mystery movie. Do you
0: speak in English in the? I speak in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, speak. I speak. I speak. Do you speak Spanish?
2: I speak Spanish in my own life and on film.
0: Speak some. Say I've got a very small face
2: (laughs) in Spanish. (laughs) Uh, Yo tengo una una cara chiquitito. Muy chiquitito. Good. You finally admit. Bastante guapo.
0: What about you, Paul? You have You did a, a film that, w- w- that opened the Cannes Film Festival or something. Ah, so. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that was uh, Paris Chantem, oh, yeah, which was a few years back uh, for the... the it was, uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's one of these portmanteau movies where there's lots of little stories all about Paris set in a different arrondissement, a little five-minute love story. Oh. And mine was uh, in, by the Eiffel Tower. Uh, for the director Sylvain Chumet, who did the uh, Bellevue Rendezvous, um, you know the animator. Anyone aware yeah, of yeah, him? Yeah? Yeah, 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 very good. Uh, the Bellevue Rendezvous, is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the illusionist. Um, yeah, so that was that was interesting, and I had to be a kind of comical mime artist, uh, or terrible mime artist, in fact, um, which which was great fun. Uh, the, and it's a strange thing how that came about because I remember thinking that. You lay seeds for jobs very early on, uh, sometimes without realising it. And I remember when I was at drama school, uh, I was asked to do a Saturday night cabaret thing where I said, oh, uh, let's do a silly mime. So we did the silly mime. And then another ten years after that, I brought back this mime character. It was a thing where it was literal mime, climbing up a real ladder, stuck in a real... Transparent box <laughs> eating a, a real banana in this very exaggerated way, <laughs> and, and then I did that.
0: And now you're miming yourself doing <laughs> yes, the real on, on a
1: podcast, <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah. And so, one. after that, a few years later, after that, um, I used to do a, a club called the Regency Rooms uh, with Lenny Bay, Steve First, and so uh, I re- resurrected it for that. And then it, we got, I got asked to do it for uh, Little Britain in the first series, and then, and then Sylvain Chimay saw that and then put me in this thing, you know, like 20 years after the first time I did it. So
0: it's strange how yeah. you get these... So the Curious Orange could come back? Yeah, a little seed. A little seed in a serious film. Yeah,
1: there you go. I've Not very funny, but life-affirming. It'd be, it'd be
0: quite good to do, that The Curious Orange as a sort of series. I mean, it, it, what, there were elements of it that were... Mm. The bit I saw was, again, because I think you were away for a couple of weeks doing something else, weren't you? So we, we, that's why The Curious Alien came in in the second series. <laughs> so um. we pre-recorded some bits with you. There's a bit of you on a, on a park bench with an old lady drinking oh, yeah. Tenants. So you <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> which you must have enjoyed, because you're the only non-tramp I know who drinks soup. <laughs> Tenant Tenant Super. Yeah, yeah.
1: LAUGHTER well, I treat it like a liqueur, isn't it? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah. I think I was doing a, a, a thing with Phil Jupitus and uh, Alistair McGowan called Dark Ages, oh, yeah. which no-one watched um, for ITV. Right. So I, I disappeared and then it all clashed. But We were able to film my inserts yeah. and then I think you'd be brought in when I couldn't be there for the live stuff. The curious alien,
0: the curious alien, which was Emma Kennedy, who unfortunately cannot be here tonight yeah. because of her slapstick father, uh, <laughs> who, who has, you know, quite seriously broken his leg. But it's still he's Welsh. It's still funny to that's it's funny to laugh at a Welsh old man falling yeah. down some stairs, however bad the injury is. <laughs> she did give me permission to. She, in fact, she suggested that I, that I say stuff like that. So it's a shame uh, not to have uh, here yeah. to discuss. Uh, Nostradamus and the sexual chemistry between me and Nostradamus, but maybe we'll uh, interview somewhere else about. I thought it was a, that was. I mean, there's so much strange stuff. I mean, that is a very. I want to explain s- that.
2: Was the real sexual tension between you two outside of that costume or character, or was it the character that you were attracted to? Well, it's to? a
0: very. We have a very interesting relationship, me and Emma, over the years. I think in that I think we've never uh, our moments of amorousness towards each other never quite matched. And I'm not sure we ever really were at Amherst. I mean, she's sort of like my sister, which is why I want to fuck her. Uh, so, uh, but, I, but we never. Have uh, I may, uh, Have you got a sister? Yeah, but you know, I can't fuck her because it's against. Okay. I'd like to. I'd like to, but I can't. So, like with Emma, she isn't. Emma isn't my sister, so I can. Yeah, so she's yeah, like yeah, my sister. Yeah, 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 okay. She looks identical to my sister. Uh, when we did the Oxford Review together there was a time when she said we had to share beds sometimes and she said can I share your bed and I said yeah and then in the middle of the night I kind of you know chanced my arm and then um, not in a a bad way I just sort of used your arm I just my arm I just you know I sent out a probe uh, to see to see if there was life and then uh, where's this going? And she, uh, it was it was the 80s. She, uh, <laughs> men and women were different. She laughed uh, openly at me, and then said, uh, and then and I pretended to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like years later, when I was uh, when we were in Edinburgh, she kind of got quite. I got involved with one of the actresses in one of the plays, and she got with quite, all of the actresses. One of the actresses. <laughs> I've got involved with a lot of actresses, but I got involved with in, in the actress in one yeah. of the plays, yeah. in, uh, playing High with Jesus, and uh, she and she was in that as well. And she I was in that. Yeah, you were. And she was quite she was sort of quite <laughs> jealous. She couldn't, didn't talk to me for like a week, and then oh. I said to her, uh, "The thing is, Emma, like all these other women will come and go in my life, but you will always be there." And that made her all right. She was happy. What a line! <laughs> uh, so uh, it was pretty. It was pretty much true. Yeah, pretty much true. So we have we have a nice platonic relationship that had a couple of, you know, either, you know it's like, uh, have you seen that film Sliding Doors? It's, uh, it's a great film. It's an amazing Coincidentally,
1: film. Yeah. came out the year we did the first series of This Morning with well, oh.
0: And the Truman
1: Show, your other favourite film.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was a great year for comedy. So... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so but then that was bizarre, it was quite bizarre within the you know the idea of Nos- the Nostradamus character apart from it being 1999 and that's I was quite obsessed with Nostradamus yeah. and I wrote a play about Nostradamus that year as well uh, which is a bit more serious. Uh, it was a woman on a pretend ha- Bernie Clifton horse, yeah, 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 <laughs> pretending to be a man. Yeah, that's what got it for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and so the, the episode I saw just that I watched it for. She comes on and there's obviously a bit of sexual tension. She's predicted we'll kiss. She gets something wrong, so I have to punish her. I'd forgotten about this, so I sort of twist her false legs. She goes, "No, properly punish me." And so she rips open her, <laughs> she rips open her top, and she's got like a, a uh, like a false male chest. <laughs> that I then have to tweak and stuff. But then I, th- I, think doesn't it turn out later on that she is a woman pretending to be? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. then yeah. I think she rips off yeah. the male chest and she's a, a false woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. but wasn't so it's was very you know it's like this sort of me and she's going all oh, punish me and I'm tweaking her nipples yeah, yeah. like on um, at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday I'm kind of tweaking her nipples
1: and she's going oh and... you didn't also write the particular episode of when th- when things fall out of cupboards <laughs> uh, there was one where <laughs> Kev Eldon is pouring a big tin of baked beans over her while she's having orgasms you know
3: I didn't, <laughs> he didn't
1: Stu, write that. Stu wrote, wrote that, so right. I'll <laughs> talk to Stu about
0: his uh, how he got on with Emma, see whether whether they get yeah. a. You know, we've known each other for a long time, me and, me and Emma, so it's uh, it's a shame she's not here, uh, yeah. but also hilarious. <laughs> 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 it's not at all amusing. Uh, I'll ask you some emergency questions because people will want to hear those uh, before we go. Right. Uh, I've got an emergency question that's uh, called Desert Island Dicks. And. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to surprise you. What eight Richards would you take with you to a desert island if you had to take eight? So I want you to think quite seriously about it. Which, if you had to take... When you're going to be stranded on a desert island with eight Richards, which eight Richards? You can select the eight Richards. I'm already on there. I'm like the William Shakespeare and Bible Richard. So you've got me. Just so that you don't have the embarrassment of not choosing me. All right. So eight Richards. Each. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And they, 16 all have, they all have to be different, <laughs> and they have to be the sixteen that you would take to a desert island. That well, should fill up the time for the rest oh of right. the
1: podcast. Uh, okay, I, I'll start. Yeah. I would take Richard Keel,
0: the, Jaws. the late actor
1: who's just died, yeah. who, uh, who played Jaws from The Spy Who Loved
0: Me. Yeah, don't think anyone's chosen him. Right. that's a good choice.
1: I would choose um, Richard Jobson, the lead singer of the Skids.
0: Yeah, who would then he married. Uh, who did he marry? He married someone like I want to say Toya, but it wasn't Toya, wasn't it? It's no. Muriel. Uh, Grey? Muriel Gray, maybe. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Okay. He's, he did a lot of TV presenting.
1: Right. Okay. I will, I would take. Um, the good thing Dicky Davis. Dicky Davis. The, the, that's good. Well, still, you've thought
0: because your thoughts, Trevor, uh, This is good. This helps. I mean, um, you have me. Okay. It doesn't that's, help because I've I've lost three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can chip in and you know. The good thing about this is it's kind of funny for a little bit, and then yeah, it gets yeah. really boring. <laughs> okay. And then it becomes really funny again, and, then, and, and it just...
2: Well, I'll take uh, Keith Richard and yeah. um, Cliff Richard okay. and uh, Richard the Lionheart. Yeah. and uh, Could have gone for Wendy Richard, the, trium- the whole <laughs> the triumvirate of Richards. She's not really a Richard, though, because mm-hmm. she hasn't got a Richard, you know what I mean? LAUGHTER okay. um,
1: Ricardo
0: Bablan yeah, from good. Fantasy Island and the Wrath of Khan. He'd be very good on an island. Yeah. OK. <laughs> he'd be good. That's a good choice. Yeah. No one's had him because he could be... You know, if you could have the little guy as well... All right. Um,
1: be... Richie Rich, the cartoon character <laughs> from the Archie comics who is... Um, eventually Richards. died and became Casper the Ghost. LAUGHTER um,
0: Okay. I have uh, uh,
2: Richie Richardson, the uh, former West Indies number three and uh, okay. one-time captain. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't want you just be—you're not just choosing people called Richard. These have to be the eight that you would take. Oh, okay. oh uh, okay. okay. I just want to make okay. sure you've got that. Okay. I
1: would take Ricky Gray, okay, um, who runs a chain of fish and chip shops in East Grinstead.
0: Yeah, that's a good choice because he could prepare well, food. He, Used to go to
1: school with him, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would maybe I would take Richard Hawley, um, oh, for that's he, he's a very good <laughs> musician from Sheffield.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't take uh, that Richard Wilson, uh,
0: you know, who says I don't believe it.
2: Yeah, wouldn't yeah. take him. That would get grating. Because <laughs> 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 he'd just do it. You know, like, we're on an island. Rich, um,
1: I would. Can, does, that, does it matter if they're dead?
0: It doesn't. You've already chosen some. Dead I would ones. take
1: <laughs> Richard Burton.
0: Yeah. Oh. Right. Um, You're getting
1: some in, only as his character, Vic Dakin, from, from the film Villain.
0: I'm not sure that would be allowed because the oh. character is not called Richards.
1: Oh right. Okay. Richard Burton.
0: Okay. Then <laughs> you'd make your ass.
1: <laughs> I'll take Richard Cheese. Yeah. Who is a guy who parodies uh, uh, grunge
2: music in the style of Lounge. Yeah. I'll take Richard Milk, uh, who is a man. <laughs> The parody Richard Cheese <laughs> um, by just doing any song he can think of uh, whilst pouring milk on him.
0: Yeah. Sounds a bit like my act. <laughs> that must be All oh, right. Well, I let, take well, Richard O'Sullivan. Oh yeah, good. Playing Dick Turpin. <laughs> the series in the 1970s. Okay, I think that counts as uh, two, sixteen. Surely. sixteen for both of you. If both, this is a question to both of you. If you had to choose between dating a man uh, who was a six foot tall penis, just basically was a penis six foot tall with a face, that's mm. the only thing, that's a pe- apart from that, it's a six foot tall penis, uh-huh. or a man who instead of a penis had a tiny man, <laughs> just attached to him there, yeah. which, and you have to date one of those two and probably go and have sex with them, which one of the two would you choose those two so the little man is facing the man uh, his feet feet downwards i want but him he has he has no the man has no jet i mean he has balls but he does and then the man so if you're going to make love with him the man would have does to the be. tiny man have uh, he has a tiny man as well <laughs> yeah. it's it's He'll infinite tiny men oh, yeah. i knew it both in both directions <laughs> Really until is. they loop up so the biggest one is also the smallest one and then it's a circle oh yeah well that's a no-brainer it's just a <laughs> no. no-brainer yeah which, do you, which the, would you like so the, this is a giant phallus six foot tall penis it sort of walks around on just like testicles. slivers like a no they don't think it has balls it just you know like a slug moves around like <laughs> it's got like a slug wasn't
2: this a character in the organ gang <laughs> no. no
0: no we never we didn't oh, okay. we was never Sex in the organ, organ gang. gang we didn't go that you know he was an un- the unspoken <laughs> member of so the organ gang <laughs> So basically, uh, Terry Todd. Hang on a minute.
1: So. <laughs> he's limbless. He's he got balls. Limbs. He walks but on his balls. But he...
0: No, he hasn't had balls. He has a slug like. Just the bottom of his penis shaft is a slug like. No, he should walk right. on his balls. Well, that would hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, he'd be in terrible pain. Right, and. and... Every time he moved.
2: Oh, yeah, because, of course, there's no nerve endings at the base yeah. of the penis. No, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this <a> slug like arrangement. <laughs> and. and... Presumably,
1: the only orifice is the little eyelet at the that's top. That's right. Yeah, the so little eyelet. Use... That's the correct term for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say the right.: The external meatus. <laughs> yeah, the herring's eye. As I've been trying to popularise to, to call it. So where is the face? Is it the just, face be... is just on his like, on, on the oh, helmet,
1: the thing? So the, uh, the, the frenum, said, yeah. The yeah. The it's really can sad be sad enough. Enough. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, and then his eyes are either side of that, and then yeah, and then his mouth. Is sort of underneath the force, the place where the foreskin meets the. It's quite, a, it's quite a messy. Maybe it's on the other side. Where to the be food collects. Yeah. <laughs> so, those are the Which would you choose? I think I'd,
1: because at least there's one personality you'd have to deal with. Yeah. With the other option, you've just got all these. Millions. thousands of people trapped in this awful... <laughs> <laughs> You'd never get bored. Pan, old, David Cronenberg. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth.
2: Oh. But you're going on a date, Paul. You've got to think about it. You're going on a date. Oh, it's okay. a date? Yeah, you're it? going yeah. on a date. Your, your a date. date doesn't really have a proper mouth. <laughs> you're going to have to do all the talking. It's just going to have to nod or maybe wink. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't be sure if it's actually winking. It could, that's, it could have something in its herring's eye yeah. and just be... So, you'll never know if it's really right. enjoying your anecdotes. Whereas well, the other one. I would
1: know because he'd be laughing and his shoulders would be going up and down. <laughs> and then God knows what might happen then.
0: <laughs> Have you made your choices? You're going for the man, tiny penis, and you're going for the big penis. Yeah. That's nice that you've got a you double date. <laughs> and then if you. You changed your mind halfway whether you could stop. Actually, I'd now thought about it, Paul. Yeah. I would like the penis man to go. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I've not got that. Uh, you Paul. You've always got like loads of anecdotes of uh, where things fuck up, but you, you you quite badly fuck up quite a lot. Like the Julius Sawala one we had. Yeah, was that was that? The, you were saying backstage you had had an idea of something. That oh was, no was well, that, that? Oh, no, you always say the right... He's very good at... Paul, what Paul is great at is going to the famous person and getting them to talk about the thing that no-one else would ask <laughs> them about. Affair. Bud? <laughs> secret <laughs> affair! Secret affair! Secret oh,
1: affair. Well, I was going to tell the, uh, the one from this morning with Richard Notchie. Yeah, do that. Um, <laughs> but what's the secret affair? I, and I've then been, do I've the secret affair. I've been having a secret oh, affair secret with your affair, wife, I, I, Very briefly, I was introduced at this, at this book signing for a... About the two-tone tour, the music ska revival thing, and um, I got introduced to um, this guy from who used to be in a mod revival band in the late 70s uh, called Secret Affair. And um, he was having a really good evening. And this woman who introduced me said, "Oh, I said, Sir, how do you know this chap? I can't remember is his name. Ian, Pace.
0: Ian Pace." Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you're thinking of Ian Pace from Hale and Pace yeah Hale and Pace um, <laughs> sorry
1: Ian where you? and um, anyway so he was having a good time and I said oh how do you how do you met and she goes oh I used to book the identity lineups on Nevermind the Buzzcocks I said oh I said and you went on that he went yeah 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 I said oh I don't like those <laughs> they're a bit embarrassing really and a bit mean spirited he goes no, 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 it, it was good. We, uh, the band site got a lot of hits the next day and, uh, you know, it was a good thing, you know. I said, really? You know, but it's not like you were just the bass player, you know, you wrote the songs, you shouldn't have been... And I thought, why am I doing... <laughs> and I said, you know, obviously it was good for the... Good for the and I just ruined his evening, basically. Because yeah. he obviously had doubts about it and
0: then thought, no, it was all right, it was good. <laughs> you were right, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, at least you knock some sense mm. into him. But you're, you will—you are very happy to talk to people about their—you know—that well, usually works out well, well the, the but occasionally I, the, it doesn't.
1: The one I do remember, though, from this morning with Richard, not Judy, it was very early on, one of the very first rehearsals, and we're all sitting around the table. Um, correct me if this is—if I'm wrong—but uh, we got talking about conspiracy. Uh, no, it's about people who uh, get into cults. Infiltrate cults to find out information, and about how sometimes they get converted to the cult themselves. And we're thinking about what would be the most susceptible person uh, to, you know, and we're saying probably someone who, you know, is uh, n- not necessarily an atheist, but just kind of either way. You know, I could be Christian, could be an atheist, but if, if it's anyone who's staunch in in either non-belief or belief. You know, it would be, you know, maybe more problematic. Anyway, it's a boring conversation, and I just said, and we mean, well, who would who would be someone you could imagine who might get who you wouldn't think but might get turned around by a cult?" And I went, oh, "I don't know, someone like Chris Morris, maybe." <laughs> and then you went, "Oh, Joe's seen Chris Morris's bottom." <laughs> and I went, "What?" And we had a lovely Joe Unwin in the, in the cast, which is. Chris's wife. Yes, yeah, she it? is his wife. Yeah. Yes, and I didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> and she went, no, I actually,
0: I think you're probably correct. <laughs> yes, Joe was. I think Joe actually made the decision not to be in the second series of this. Yeah. not Judy. Uh, she was fantastic. She was in the. Uh, she was in the, what I really liked for years because she was in that advert with the guy who went in the far show. Yeah, uh, Mark Williams. Williams. Uh, and it was the one where he goes, we want to be together. Yeah. And then she just pulls that face. And I just thought, that is the funniest woman I've ever... Yeah. So just from the face she pulled in the advert was brilliant. Yeah. And then we got to work on this. And she was, she was, she was really good. She script edited the first series. As yeah. well. She was a real kind of hard taskmaster. Oh, she was great. She yeah. was very good for us. But then I don't know why... I can't. Stuart might remember. I don't remember why she wasn't in the... Set. Probably because of you slagging off her husband. That's probably <laughs> <true>. probably... <laughs> decided not to be in it yeah. uh, anymore um, anyway look this has been uh, really fantastic I uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, meeting back up again it's been wonderful the partial the <laughs> very partial reunion <laughs> of some time. please give a massive round of applause to my guest Paul Batner and Trevor. it with his tiny face have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me Richard Herring and my guests Paul Putner and Trevor Locke the music is by PES thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide and Chris Evans not that one at the gofasterstripe.com thanks to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and to my producer Dave Cribb this is a fuzz gofasterstripe.com and Sky Potato Production Hope you enjoyed the podcast, that is the second to last one. We'll be back next week with Stuart Lee, which we were going to charge for, but now there's no need to charge for, so it's free. Uh, if you appreciate all of this, do go to rich, uh, richherring.com and check out my tour, or go to gofasterstrikecom slash badges uh, and buy a badge. Or oh, Monthly would be fantastic. Or go to eBay and bid on some fantastic Lee and Herring, Collings and Herring, Time General Please stuff she is